So let me, let me just, uh, let me just repeat what you said. So I'll make sure I'm understanding. So I'm doing everything right. You really approve of what I'm doing. You think I'm doing a fantastic job, but you want to disassociate yourself with me. Oh, Hmm. I get it. Not. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome to this Penguin Podcast. Sorry. Yes, you deserve a great, huge, massive, massive, sloppy, wet apology. I have been MIA. I am so sorry. Yes, those of you that are faithful listeners out there, you have been waiting forever for a fresh podcast. And I, all I can say is I'm so sorry. My heart, I love the podcast. My bandwidth, as far as my life goes, has just been crazy. Enough excuses. Hey, welcome to the Sanguin Podcast. I am your host, Tom Baldwin. It is so good to be here with you. This is my tribe. You are my people of faith. You understand what it means to be on an adventure walk with Jesus, that it is. It is a challenge, and it is the greatest time of your life. It is not a religion, um, some rote thing that you just have to do. You sit in a closet and go, oh, me, my navel and my toes are falling asleep as I meditate on the words of God and contemplate the word of God. Is that not profound? The word became flesh. Um, 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 uh, oh, mom. oh, my Sharona. That's what I'm really thinking about. <laughs> Gosh, crazy, crazy nutcase. Hey, anyway, Gosh, I love you guys, and I'm so sorry. My local community is I've been really busy with general contracting work. I mean, really busy and really enjoying it, but I haven't had time to get into the podcast studio, which I also really love. The local community here has been thriving. I hope you guys have been surviving out there. And those of you that are sharing the podcast and said, dude, I don't don't know when he's going to do another podcast. I'm so sorry. Oh, just accept my apologies. I am trying really hard to get back on track. I'm actually in the closet here almost 9 o'clock at night. I made myself a little snack. I've got a gluten-free donut here. Gluten-free donut. They're actually not bad. But pulling the night shift, I'm usually like close to bed and falling asleep at this time. So, hey, I'm persevering. I'm going to take a bite of this donut. Mm. Mm. Wow. You warm these things up just a little bit. They are fantastic. Now, my wife, I know I'm totally smacking here. She would not approve, but she is not in the closet with me right now. So, take another bite. Yeah, totally breaking all the rules here. Some of you may have to turn the volume down because you're like, wow, I can't handle that. Mm. Mm -mm -mm. (laughs) So much for that. You um, have just witnessed the no-nos in podcasting, and I'm all about the no-nos in podcasting. Hey, I always love to hear from you. You can send me prayer requests, concerns that you have, comments on the content, ideas for the content, whenever you want. I read the emails. I respond to the emails at 406bigt at gmail.com. Just so you know, I do two other podcasts, so we all share the same Gmail. That's why it's not like sanguine at Tom at whatever, whatever. 
Now, if you want to go to the website, is sanguinefaith.com is the website where you can find the podcast. And it's a great way to share the podcast because you can just link up to the major platforms there. You can see what it looks like. It's a great way to get connected and subscribe. So if you're sharing and at the website, you can also go to my greater store at tombobaldwin.com. And there's merchandise there that you can purchase. And uh, you can also, there's a link to uh, PayPal. You can give there. And uh, that's always appreciated. So, hey, I just wanted to do a, a podcast, a follow-up podcast on repurposing idols. I had a really, really bizarre phone call. Sorry, I got to take another donut break here. Hmm. Wow. <laughs> there ought to be some noise I can play other than my smacking. So I got this phone call back to the intro. We lead a small group, which isn't really small. It's anywhere, uh, depending on the night, I think we probably have close to 50 or 60 people just on our list. And so depending on the night, it can be anywhere from 20 to 40 people that show up at the small group. And it's through this larger church that we've been connected to. We kind of ended up in the larger church for, I got to make a confession to you because we're all about being real here is that we came out of a place where we were connected to for a long time and we just weren't finding a home and we were kind of hurt as far as like corporate gatherings. I think more, more, more mourning the loss of our pastor. He didn't actually die, but he retired. And so he moved back down South where he was from and where he wanted to spend the rest of his life and no hard feelings. It was a great partying. It was just it was a long stint with him, and so it was kind of sad, and we'd never really find a place, and so we became a part of this big local church. You know how I feel about the organized church, and you're just like, whoa, dude, we know where this podcast is going. Yes, you probably don't, right? Don't assume, because you know what that means. It makes an ass out of you and me, and <gasps> you said the Yes, and it's even in the Bible, that word, and so it's okay to say it. Wow. Anyway, so I get this phone call. Um, well, backtrack. We ended up, because we were looking for a place to hide. And if you go to a big church, you know how easy it is to disappear. You come in sort of late, you sit in the back, and then you leave a little early, and you don't really have to connect with anyone. Well, we did that for a while, and then our desire was to connect. So we came early, stayed late, still couldn't get connected with anybody. It was really hard. People kind of had their own little groups and cliques, and they weren't really interested in meeting other people. So we started to attend a small group, which was really great. And we did get connected and it led to us starting our own small group. And we've been doing that for, I think, six years, I think, at this church. It's a very big church in the Gallatin Valley here. And at this church, I think we ran the largest, longest running, most successful small group that this church has ever seen. And so the leadership had changed in this group and we met with the leadership. And one of our really big desires as far as this big church is we wanted to connect with some mentors. And as Adrian and I are givers and we love leading small groups and we love building community and discipling into community as one of our passions, we realized that we had the need and wanted to connect with mentors. And it was one of the requests that everybody's like, that's a great idea, but it never happened. And, you know, especially for me, one of my really, the things that keep me going and has been huge in my life is having elders and mentors in my life, men that are older than me that speak into my life. And the same has been true for my wife, having women that are older than her with more experience speaking into her life. And so it was something that we've requested in this organization for a long time. And it just never happened. There was always well-meaning 
And they're always like, hey, you guys are doing such a great job and we should have you come in and give some seminars. Well, none of that happened. And like Adrian and I do, we just keep doing what we're doing and we're not good at a lot of things. God has gifted us in building community and leading community, and we are good at it by God's grace. He has put lots of talent, lots of compassion, lots of wisdom in us for leading and building community. And when we would gather as a leadership change, I think the leadership changed as we were a part of this, uh, leading this small group, and we were a part of this church probably three times in the uh, stint we were there and there was always new ideas and when the new leadership would come in you know they wanted small groups but they had to change the name and they're like we're going to change the format first we want large missional communities and you don't even have to talk about jesus we just want people gathering and and doing life together and then it was like no i think we want something you know a little more intimate and we want some discipleship and then the last is you know we want it really intimate and so through all these changes adrian and i have just continued to do what we do and that is how we see the gospel and ministering to people. Simple is what the Bible says. And, you know, churches have their own ideas. And most of the time we're on the same page because we're, we're on the Bible and they're just like, oh, well, you know, your group's great and your group's, your group's growing and it should split. And we're like, well, no, we don't feel like it should split. Okay. And then the next idea was, well, we want smaller groups. So your group's too big. So I should tell people not to come. No, 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 no. Don't tell people to come. We just want you to more focus on smaller communities, but you don't want me to tell people not to come, but you want it to be a smaller group. Okay. And we really want to get connected and get the leadership together and on, on the same page. And we feel like you have a lot to offer. Okay. Never, never happened. And so this last leader, was came in and I actually really like her and, you know, just express and, you know, COVID happened to this whole time through this whole time. And so this church in the Valley actually for a long season, disappointing, you know, shut their services down because the fear of COVID is mightier than the belief in God. Did Tom say that? Tom said it and that's how Tom feels. Tom feels that there are a lot of immature, ridiculous believers, but God has patience and God knows where we're at, is get your God courage on and come along in this journey. For crying out loud, Paul got bit by vipers and survived, right? What the hell is wrong with COVID and all these churches? Anyway, this church discontinued to meet. And, you know, for a few weeks, we followed suit with our group. And then we're just like, no, fellowship is health and vitality. We have to meet. And so we continued and met and continued to grow and eventually, as COVID passed, this leader's like, hey, I want to meet and talk. And we talked and, yeah, new leader, new ideas, new name for the group, right? And, you know, we want to, I forget what the new motto is. We, we're all in and doing life together. And at this point, I got to be honest with you, Adrian, it's just like, what are we even doing here? You know, it's like, we're not even on the same page with this church. And I'm like, well, we are on the same page. We're, you know, we're wanting to minister to believers. And so... We continued on. I felt like it was important to stay connected. And this person in particular was supposed to get us some mentors. And in her wisdom, she chose someone that was like 10 to 15 years younger than us. And I have to confess, she said they had a lot of wisdom. And it was sort of like an insult. I mean, I don't get offended, but I have gleaned so much from older men and their experience. And it's what my heart yearned for and asked for. And yet, it was the opposite. And so was a little confused and we tried to get together with this couple and there was never the ability to meet on 
a one-to-one basis. It was always, come to this group, come on Sundays. Well, Sunday happens to be our family day, which I expressed. And long story short, it just never worked out. And trying to make a connection with this leader, not the mentors, with this leader on a one-on-one thing. And it just, you know, we invited her to the group and say, hey, just show up anytime. She's like, I'd love to. Never happened, you know, never came. And so back to the fateful phone call and my frustration and probably the straw that broke the camel's back as far as, I'm just going to say it, I am becoming a very strong believer that the organized church needs to be brought down. It is an idol. It worships itself. And it is so frustrating. It is like uh, clickish and possessive and controlling. So the faithful phone call comes and it's uh, giving lots of affirmation and say, hey, Tom, you know, we, we love what you're doing. You know, you have the longest running group. You probably have the biggest group. We do have the biggest group. We've had, we've raised up the most leaders that are now leading other groups and say, hey, you know, it's basically like a church that you got there. And, I, and I've always resisted that because it's not a church and I feel like we're lacking on a couple of things, but maybe I'm wrong. Maybe we are the church because I'll tell you, we're certainly a lot healthier than what's going on on the other side. And I just want to, so this person is saying to me, you know, you got a church and you guys are doing everything right. We love what you're doing. You know, you're, you're exactly doing the model that's in the Bible. And I'm like, wow, this is, this is really cool. This is, you know, I, I thought that this was going to be a different conversation, but since you're doing everything right, but you don't come to church here on a regular basis, we need to let you go. And I'm like, uh, but I don't want to go. Well, why not? And I'm like, I like ministering to your people. I like discipling your people. I feel called. I feel a check in my spirit. And really, here, here, and you're listening to me, I have this innate desire, and I don't know why, but to connect on a level interfaith with other people of faith, like the Bible calls, where we're not a bunch of different churches. We're one church. We're spread apart, but we're one church. The church of Corinth is the same as the church in Athens. We are all of one heart, one spirit. We have Apostle Paul that comes from here to there, keeps the churches connected. And that kind of level of connection in the modern church is despised and hated. We need to be a part of a brand. And what they're saying, you need to be all in with our brand. And I'm saying, I want to minister and do the gospel with you without being a part of your brand. Our group is a group probably from five or six different churches, maybe even more in the Valley because this community has come together because what we emphasize is not church and not branding. It is about being all in with Jesus. And so in this church, and I probably spent an hour on the phone trying to explain this, but what the real issue is, is that in her bookkeeping and her mind, I didn't fit all the tick marks, all the check marks. We weren't regular attenders. We didn't give all of our money to this church because, well, we've talked about the tithe here and what it's supposed to go for. And the church has turned the tithe and offerings into abominations that were meant for celebrations and not the building of these idols and these places of idolatry where worship of the church happens itself. 
And so this last conversation was so sad because I spent the hour trying to reconnect, trying to break through this new paradigm where it's not this church and this church and we do this. It is the church. The people are the church. The building is the problem. And so last last time I did a podcast on repurposing idols, I just have to say, I have a fire now for, because I believe that the organized church is destroying the genuine Christian faith and is replacing it with a miltos, weak, anemic, palatable Christianity that was never, 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 never meant to happen. And that somebody like myself, am I bitter? I'm frustrated because I want to save that sterile big beast. But I think for the health of faith and the Christian walk, that thing needs to die. I want breakthrough. I want unity. But I think we need to pull out and we need to create what the New Testament had, community, people of faith, not buildings, not idols where we go and we have tens of thousands of dollars of audio equipment, hundreds of thousands of paid worship leaders that is polished and the building around us. And we look and sing and we worship. Look what we've done. We built the Tower of Babel. Aren't we beautiful? Aren't we awesome? Look how great we are in the community when we're pitiful, poor, blind, and naked, and we need solve for our eyes. I am not being extreme. You take a look. You read your Bible. You take a look at what you see Sunday morning. Tell me it's effective. I'll tell you of a community of a group of people here that come on Friday night that are serious about their faith. They're serious about their relationships. They show it time and time again in their commitment to each other and their commitment to their faith and their commitment to their faith walk of the Lord and how they live their lives. And I know that this group is replicated time and time again, where there's no building, there's no resources. The reason we come together is because we have a unique bond. Why do you go to that building? Is it to ease your conscience? Bad reason. Is it to see your friends? Better reason, but still not a great reason. Is it to hear great worship music? You can do it on the radio. Go in your closet and engage in real worship. Weep and cry in the majesty before your Lord and express your love and your passion and your gratitude from him, saving you from the depths of your own self-destruction. It is time to get back. I'm calling you out of Babylon. We are living in Babylon If you are going to a mainstream church, a big church full of programs, full of processes, and not much ministry, maybe a lot of money, because that's one thing seems to be full of a lot of money, but not ministry, come out, come away, come find the genuine. Let's build the organic church, the church that comes from the roots of genuine faith, grown through service and commitment and sacrifice, not through the, hey, give your money because we have a building project. Hey, give your money because we have needs here. This is my friend, Philip, and he just lost his daughter and his wife, and he needs a friend, and he needs some help because he hasn't been able to work. Okay, that's the church. That's ministering to each other. It's really pretty simple, and we've made it really complex, really big, and way too organized. So organic church happens 
let church happen. Just stop, stop the addiction, stop the drugs, get real and get connected and make a difference. Hey, my friends, I so appreciate you. I share this because I believe in you. I know you're the hope. I see it every Friday night in this amazing group of people that meet here as community. You are those same people. You are the change. I want you to say it. You are the ones who are listening. Jesus has purposed you for this change. We're not seeking to destroy anything good. We're seeking to destroy that which has perverted the gospel and the love and message of Jesus. And let's raise it up again organically and rightly. My friends, I so appreciate you. Have a fan fantastic day and we'll see you on the other side one of these days i just lost a really good friend and mentor and uh, i'm going to do a tribute on the sanguine podcast because he was so pivotal in this group he was an elder for this group he was an elder to me he was a gentleman and a teddy bear and a grizzly bear at the same time an incredible godly man and so stay tuned next time to hear about this great man doug my friend and so until next time go out there Hey, thanks for listening to the podcast. Just some exit notes here. If uh, you're listening to this, you're listening to one of three podcasts. There are two other podcasts you might be interested in. So there is my Sanguine podcast. There is the Yup podcast and a podcast specifically designed for encouraging women of all ages. The Yes Women podcast. I just encourage you to go and try some more of Tom Baldwin's podcast.